0: If you will bow your heads with me for another word of prayer before we get started. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Uh thank you for walking with us. Thank you for being with us on this uh journey we're taking through life. Uh that's uh not always easy, um, but uh and it's not always hard either. But but we know that we can make it uh with when you're walking with us. Uh so I'm we invite you to be with us. Uh, we ask that you would uh, open up our hearts and open up our minds as, as we dig into your word and try to uh, to find some some lessons to apply to our life and to uh, uh, share with others as well. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So I guess you all saw the uh, uh, title of my sermon today. <clears throat> It is anger, and uh, I'll tell you how I, how I actually decided to, to preach on this. It was Bonnie uh, who, uh, <laughs> last time that I preached, um, I was talking about uh, Jesus, how he never got angry, and I know Bonnie was listening, uh, because after church service, Bonnie pointed out to me, she said, you know, what about, what about John chapter 2? And what about when Jesus got angry in the temple? You know, I didn't explain myself very well. And I'm glad God, Bonnie caught on to that. And, uh, you know, you know, anytime, because I, I do this a lot, it seems like, uh, especially Megan thinks so, uh, that I don't explain myself very well sometimes. So, uh, if if I'm up here preaching or whatever, if I say something that uh, doesn't sound quite right, uh, by all means tell me about it uh, because you know if I appreciate I absolutely appreciate all the encouragement you all give me while uh, when I get up here to speak and uh, I I appreciate the critiquing as well because it helps me realize hey I need to I need to be a little more clear on some things so um, yeah this this is uh, why I'm preaching today because. Jesus, um, now, Jesus was, he was spit on, right? Um, uh, people talked bad about him all the time. Um, people even insinuated that uh, he was born of harlotry, that he didn't even know who his father was. But yet he didn't get angry. But, he was in the temple, and he saw his father being disgraced. He saw the temple being disgraced, and he became angry, and he turned tables over. So, we're going to talk about anger today. And and uh like earlier when I were when I was talking about um you know uh anytime I say anything, you know, be sure and come and come and tell me about it. Uh, I, I heard uh uh David Asher, he was talking about um one time he was he was preaching a sermon and while he was he was preaching he made the statement that the contents i don't know why he was making this point but the contents of the container is always worth more than the container does that make sense i mean to me you know i was i was, it brought me back to to thinking about standing in front of the the freezer door at walmart and looking at those tubs of ice cream you know those tubs of ice cream's got strawberries got vanilla and it's got chocolate and thinking to myself my dog needs a new water bowl anybody ever thought that <laughs> maybe i'll just buy this ice cream i'll have to eat it but my dog really needs a new a new water bowl so i guess i'll just go ahead and get it is is anybody here ever am i the only one Okay. Well, no matter how much we try to convince ourselves that it's not the container that we want, it's 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 the the contents is always always uh, more valuable than what the container is. Okay? So, um he told them, uh he he told them that there's this doctor who always liked to uh uh point out things. And I'm not comparing you with this doctor at all. Uh uh because uh, you, you were so she was so nice about it. She said she didn't say, Hey, uh Jesus did get angry. She said, Hey Michael, why don't you study uh John chapter two? And and I would like you to preach a sermon on that sometime. So nice. But this doctor, um, at the end of the sermon after David actually was talking about how the the container is always uh, not as valuable as the contents, the doctor looks at him, he's like, What about your bladder? <laughs> <laughs> or your yeah yeah there's there so so you know the container sometimes is more important and more valuable than the contents so so he doesn't say that anymore he says most times but anyway that's why I'm that's why I'm preaching this uh, sermon today to to kind of uh ec- explain a little bit better uh what I was talking about but <clears throat> I want to tell a story. <clears throat> now, there was a woman. She was looking out of her window. And out her window, I'm, I'm speaking really loud because I want Brother Glenn to be able to hear us today. Uh, but um, out of her window, she saw her husband leading the parade into town and 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 he was undressed he had a linen ephod on he he had taken out his taken off his outer garment but he still had his linen ephod on and he was he was dancing and and he was uh you know uh, every young woman that he uh met on the sidewalk he would dance with and and he was really just uh getting getting down with himself and um as she looked out the window at him, she's thinking to herself, "I cannot believe he is doing this. What an embarrassment! Oh, just wait till I get a hold of him." So, as as uh, the, the the leader of this parade is wraps up his his uh, his party. Um He goes in for a private celebration with his home. And who would meet him at the door but Michal, his wife. Now I'm, I'm going to read to you what she said in a, a little bit different wording. <clears throat> she said, what a sight was the king of Israel today, running around undressed in front of all the servant girls like a shameless fool. Now, David, his response is very sharp. Uh, It's almost like he had been rehearsing it, like like a situation like this had happened before, and and he was just waiting. He had already had something prepared, running it through his mind for another situation to come up like this. And, And his response is also worded a little bit different. What I did, I did for the Lord. You seem to forget that I and I alone was chosen to replace your father and his household as the king of this nation. So I'll celebrate before the Lord the way I want. I might even do more daring things than take off my clothes. Anyway, who cares what you think? Plenty of women like me just the way I am. Now his sharp response um, brought no recorded response from McCall. and as it as it continues to read, uh, it says that she bore no children, which, which may be a little insight that that was probably the death of intimacy in their marriage. Now, anytime we have intimate relationships, there's going to be anger. There, uh, There's going to be disagreements. Uh, there's going to be Uh, times when we're not seeing eye-to-eye, especially when the honeymoon is over, right? Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Um, I want to read to you a quote. It's from this book called Adventist Home that everybody on earth needs to read. This is a super good book. Uh, And not not because it's it's any better than any other book. Um, I want to make sure I explain myself very well. Everybody needs to read the Bible, amen? But this book actually points us to the Bible and is a super good book for anyone who is looking for the second coming of Jesus because that's what an Adventist is, someone looking for the second coming of Jesus, right? So I want to read to you this quote from this book called Adventist Home, super good book. It says... Often they discern, talking about um, a newlywed married couple, it says, often they discern in each other unsuspected weaknesses and defects. But the hearts that love has united will discern excellencies also heretofore unknown. Let all seek to discover the excellencies rather than the defects. Often it is our own attitude, the atmosphere that surrounds ourselves, which determines what will be revealed in us in another. Does that make sense? It is our own attitude. It is is how I perceive my wife, whether good or bad, is oftentimes going to affect the response that I get. For my wife, whether good or bad so i i've tried to put this into practice, uh, and it has been life changing because when when instead of thinking about um, uh, all the negative things i 'm not going to list any because i don 't think about those um, instead of uh, thinking constantly about these negative things that that your your spouse or or the whoever is very close to you um, Thinking about the positive things. Man, it, it's it's powerful. Uh, it really makes a difference. Um, but even in doing this, there's still going to be the times when there is, guess what? Anger is going to rear its ugly head. But guess what? If we're able to process our anger, anger is not a bad thing always. Anger can be a good thing. Don't hang me uh, for saying that until I further explain myself. Um, anger can be a good thing, but if if we get angry and then we process our anger, it can lead to a deeper intimate relationship with whoever we're uh, angry at. Um, I found this true you know whenever my wife and I we have an issue, if we process that, Instead of the other ways that you can handle anger, then our relationship grows stronger. We feel closer to one. We feel more of a love for one, excuse me, one another. And I found this, this being true even at, even at work. Like the closest friends that I have at work are people that I have had to jump on for being late for break. That's true. After I, you know, we get that out of the way we've become really, really good friends. The ones that I haven't jumped on yet, I'm not really close to. Uh, but uh, sometimes that's just the way it works. So um, if we are able to process it, it leads to greater, deeper, intimate relations. If not, um, it can short-circuit our relationships. It can stunt the growth in our relationship, or at worst it can even become abusive. So we're going to talk about processing our anger later. I'm probably going to have to make a two-part sermon out of this. But with the with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can take anger and make it a good thing. We can harness our anger and, and with the power of of the Holy Spirit, overcome. Now we're going to talk about good anger. We're going to talk about bad anger. <clears throat> now, when sin came in, how many? How many of our feelings? How many of our emotions got tainted with sin? All of them. Every single one of them did. So, um, you know, scripture scripture condemns. The kind of anger that that spring from from a self centered life, and the the types of anger that are destructive. Now, like I was talking about Jesus before, Jesus was spit on. Uh, he was railed on. He was persecuted left and right. Never got angry. So. When he did get angry, it was for a reason other than self, right? Does that make sense? So, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, let's talk about the, um, the, the type of anger that Scripture does condemn. I'm going to read this really fast. You probably won't have time to follow along, but Psalms 37 verse 8 says, "'Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil.'" Let me see, Galatians 5:19 through 21 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Colossians 3, eight. but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So, um, there is definitely a way that we can become angry, and it becomes a sin. But can we be angry without sinning? Yes, we can. That's what the verse we just said read. Um, and I, I want to give you, uh, not that verse, but the, the Scripture reading verse. Uh, but I want to give you some uh, uh, examples, and we already talked about John, in uh, John two fourteen through 17 where where uh, Jesus became angry uh, for the cause of the temple and for the, uh, the cause of, of God. Um, and, that was, and Jesus did not sin in that anger. Um, anger can also appropriately defend the innocent and the injustice of the innocent. Uh, an example of that we find in Second Samuel. I'm gonna I'm gonna read read that now in Second Samuel. Uh, remember we're we're talking about David uh, after he sinned with Bathsheba. Uh, Nathan the prophet came came to David and uh, he told him the story about the man who had all these sheep. And then there was another man who only had one one little ewe lamb and and he loved it like it was his own daughter. He slept with it. Uh, and the the rich man had a visitor so he came and took the poor man's ewe lamb and, and uh, killed it and ate it. So, here's David's response in 2nd Samuel 12:5 or 65. Somewhere in 2 Samuel chapter 12, David burned with anger verse 5, David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Now, David actually added his own judgment onto that. Uh, He said this man must die, but that, that that was that was his own the only thing that the law the book of the law required Exodus 22 we find if a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it he ha- he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep so David knew what he's talking about he said he must return it four times four sheep it didn't say anything about the man dying but but David David added that you know why because this really made David angry because David was a shepherd. He knew the hurt that that man felt when he lost his little ewe lamb. Now, David, David, he messed up. He did mess up. But David was a man after God's own heart. Do we have a high priest that knows The things that we're dealing with. Um, Hebrews four sixteen and seventeen says, "For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin." Was Jesus? Was he actually tempted with sin, or with sin, with anger? Was he actually tempted to lash out at someone? He was tempted. But did He do it? No, He didn't. And if He didn't do it, can we not do it either? With His power, with His grace, we can overcome our anger issues, whatever they may may be as well. Okay. Um, anger may also signal the need to address an issue in our personal, in our personal life, or that affects our personal sense of dignity and respect. Um, healthy anger in us fights acceptance of someone's looking down on us. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It doesn't fight back and, and uh, communicate back. Well, you're uh, uh, well, you're you're a piece of dirt too. You know, it doesn't do that. But. It fights, healthy anger fights in us, uh, telling us that we don't have to accept this other person's perception of us. Uh, healthy anger tells us that we are a child of God. We are made in the image of God. We don't, we don't have to believe anything anyone else thinks or says about us. Uh, uh, these are, these are good, good things about anger. Um, Anger may also serve to alert us that something is amiss in a relationship. You know, if if my wife is is angry at me for some reason, then then it's it's a warning system that, you know, maybe uh, we need, something needs to be talked about, right? Um, anger limits the acceptance of abuse. Um. David. You know, Saul chased him around for for probably it seemed like ages to him. Was that an injustice on the innocent? Absolutely. Did did David cry out about that? Yes, he did. Uh, Psalm seven verse one Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save me and deliver me from all who pursue me. And then Luke eighteen through through eight. There was a widow, this is Jesus telling you Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out to Him day and night? Will He keep putting them off? I tell you that He will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will will He find faith on the earth? So, good anger, healthy anger, limits the acceptance of abuse and, and it, it, it helps us uh, to realize and, and to call out on God, who is our uh, what's that verse? Um, we all know it. Uh, the verse about uh, how God is the the one who's going to fight for us. Uh, pretty much. That's uh, yeah. That's we'll call it that one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to make this two part so I'm about halfway through right now, but but yeah, I think uh I think we can see that that anger can be good and it can be bad. You know, anger can be good uh depending on what the anger is coming from. And anger can be uh, and the response. And the anger can be bad depending on what the anger is coming from and our response. And next month when I preach again, uh, we're gonna talk about, you know, uh, ways when anger does harm relationships and ways that, that we can overcome. And, uh, with the Lord's help because, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's certain, certain characteristics that we all have, right, that just seem like, uh, I can't change. And it's true, we can't. But the power of the gospel can change any emotion that has been tainted with sin. Uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord is here to help us. And, uh, I'm preaching to the choir, but, but I'll finish my sermon next month. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are none perfect. We are all in need of Your grace. We are all in need of Your uh, Your transforming power. Your Your uh, the character development that we can only receive from You, uh, Father. All of our angles have been, all of our feelings and emotions have been tainted by sin, and, and Lord, we just ask uh, by Your grace and by Your love that that You would help us to. Overcome, and to be more and more like our wonderful Savior each and every day, and taking control of of uh, every emotion that 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 we have, and and giving them all to You. We love You Lord, and we thank You for we know that uh, in You is power to overcome. Uh, we thank You Jesus, in Your name we ask these things, Amen.